Good afternoon, people. This is Gary A. Swaby, and we're now recording uh, an episode, a special episode of the co-op. This is an E3 special, and, you know, we're just going to be running down all the conferences that happened. I'm here with Miss Dana Abercrombie. How are you doing, Dana? I'm doing very well. Nice to be here. Cool. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we, we already did a react for the Microsoft press conference because everybody had a lot of thoughts and opinions on that. So we had to get that done. We were going to do a react for the Sony one too. But, um, you know, it because that happened at 2 a.m. in the morning and, you know, it was just, it was too way too late. And yeah, uh, people had, you know, I had things to do the next day and everything. So uh, the scheduling didn't work out on that one. But we are here to summarize all the other press conferences. So, you know, from EA all the way through to Nintendo, we're going to give our brief thoughts and a little review of, you know, what we thought of E3 this year. And of course, you know, um, the rest of the team, Richard, Max, JJ, uh, Tatiana, Tony, you know, they'll all be back, I believe, on Friday and Saturday. You know, their flights are at different times. Um, so on the next episode of the co-op, you know, they'll be giving their thoughts from, you know, the perspective of people who are actually there. So definitely look out for that. But for now, you know, we're just going to summarize our thoughts. So uh, let's start with EA, which is the very first press conference that happened. Um, people were very vocal about this conference, but um, let, let me get straight into it. Dana, what, what did you think of the EA press conference? <laughs> sorry um yeah it was it was it was pretty darn bad and then you know shockingly after coming off microsoft which was one of the best shows i'm gonna say but um ea was rather boring uh they announced a new star wars game they kind of like ambushed the guy it wasn't really much of an announcement it was an ambush that basically said that we're getting a new Star Wars game and people was really happy about that. I, however, was just, you know, happy it wasn't Battlefield, but whatever. Um, I will say that I'm Anthem looked okay. It looked like it. Here's the thing with Anthem for me is that it looks like every other game I've played before and it's not original. It looked like Titanfall mixed with Destiny, mixed with, uh, remember, old school Halo. So it, I just didn't feel anything for it. Um, it looked pretty, but that's just about it. My biggest takeaway is the Unraveled sequel, which is Unraveled 2. You have to understand, I played this game. I'm going to say, it came, yeah, it came out in 2016. I love this game. And the fact that they announced it, they said, it's, it's here's what we have, here's gameplay, this is what it looks like. And then they surprised us and was like, you can play it right now. So guess what I did? It was $20, and guess what mama played? Mama played me some uh, Unraveled, and it was very good. I loved it so much. Um, it's, it's a one-player two-op. So it's kind of like, um, oh gosh, you ever play like the one of those Lego games and it's just you so you can switch in between the characters? So yeah. you switch between, basically it's like it's Yarny and now Yarny has this friend. It's a horrible shipwreck. You guys, if you've seen it, already know it's a horrible shipwreck and you're basically separated from 
all of your memories and all of the family that you once knew and the life that you once known. And now you have to recreate new memories. And, you know, that's very becoming of, of life. So you go on about Yum with Yarny and he has this friend now and it's just you and Yarny trying to make it together and, 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 you know, plow through life. And it's the same, like the, it's like a puzzle based thing same format as before however i will say there is one downside one small little downside is that it's not as charming as the original was i can't really explain it but that kind of like that same spirit and passion wasn't fully there but for twenty dollars it is a, it is worth it very much so so that for me was one of my highlights the fact that i can play it Right there, Battlefield Five. I know you guys are like really excited for it, but I feel nothing unless you come out with bad company. I don't, I don't feel anything for it at all. For so for me, um, it was just okay. It was sleepy. It was, it was other than like the the, the thing, the yarny that I mentioned, unraveled, and you know the announcement of like a Jedi Fallen Order. They were like, oh, okay. But I didn't really care for anything else other than that. Sorry. Oh, and also, I'm really disappointed that um, we didn't get any No Mercy remastered. Sorry. And Sea of Solitude, I will say that was interesting. Sea of Solitude was interesting, but my thing is that their presentations were so bad. All they did was kept talking and talking and talking instead of just showing us the game or any type of gameplay trailer to the point where they're talking so much I don't think they fully explained what the game was. So, but once you saw the actual gameplay footage, then you're like, oh, now I understand what they were spending an hour trying to say. So, Sea of Solitude, if you love depression and loneliness and isolation, that is the game for you. Yeah. 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 Uh, for me, this was definitely the worst press conference. Um, I can't even really remember like the full extent of how bad it was now just because we've been spoiled by good press conferences. But uh yeah, like th this one was was terrible. Um Sea of Solitude and Unravel 2 were probably like the best gameplay demos shown, I think. Um yeah, with Sea of Solitude, the the lady, you know, she was clearly passionate about it, but she spent way too long trying to explain. It probably would have worked better if they showed the, the demo first and then had her come out and talk a little bit. But um, yeah, like it just because when you when you see Sea of Solitude, you're so impressed by it just visually that you're like, okay, yeah, she she didn't need to spend all that time explaining it. Like we like it already, you know, we're we're already interested just by seeing it. So yeah, like just the fact uh, how that happened, you know, how how it showed after she was talking, it just kind of made. It avoided her whole speech. Like we didn't need it after seeing mm -hmm. it. Um, Unravel Two was great, and it was great to hear that you know you could actually go and get it right away. That uh, I like those kind of announcements. Um, as gamers, you can never really go wrong with that, um, and it's a good game from what I've hit, I've heard. So I've been playing it. It's excellent. I, I'm going to write a review for it later today. I'm almost done. Awesome. Look out for that, people. But yeah, um, everything else was just bad and i was looking forward to battlefield and seeing more of the multiplayer and learning about the uh battle royale mode too but i feel like they didn't they didn't really give us much to go off of like they just said it will have battle royale 
and they showed like a short clip and everything, but it it didn't give us you know any in depth understanding of the the direction for the multiplayer. So I was quite disappointed by that. Um, FIFA stuff, I, I'm I'm really not into football, so I don't care. But I do know that. EA has just got the license for the Champions League so they can have the Champions League in the FIFA games now because before, um, I believe it was a Pro Evolution Soccer that had the license to Champions League. So, um, you know, now FIFA has it. So that that could be exciting for people who love FIFA. Um, that C- Command & Conquer game, they I don't know why they spent so much time showing us a mobile game and uh, like i have got fans who are really into rts and command and conquer and they're disappointed that ea are taking it in this direction you know by having it be a mobile game and stuff because it's likely going to have a lot of microtransactions and you know a lot of those kind of barriers that uh like cell phone games seem to have these days um so yeah like a lot of people aren't too happy about that and i think it really slowed down the press conference too just watching two people sit sitting on their phones you know playing a game like it was just a little awkward um and anthem 2 which they ended the show with was you know um like you said it's like, it looks like every game you know it looks like destiny looks like halo um looks a bit like mass effects you know a little um it, it looks a lot like other games we've seen before basically um and so I, I feel like they needed to show something a bit more than what they showed um just to just so we can see what's original about the game what's unique because we already know it's you know a destiny slash um division you know style of game where it mixes the gameplay and storytelling you know element um, I just want to see, like, you know, it, it seems like the story is really not going to be that de- that in depth. Otherwise, I feel like we would have probably saw some storytelling. But because we haven't seen any storytelling, it just seems like you know you you team up with your friends and you go on a bunch of missions, you level up, and then you know there's probably some sort of microtransaction as well. Um, and I'm looking for more than that, you know, at, the, at out of that game, especially because Bioware are known for creating, uh, you know, great stories and, um, you know, great RPGs that are that have so much depth within inside them. But this just seems kind of shallow. It doesn't. It, it seems like it doesn't even have any depth at all. So uh, that's my thing with Anthem. Visually, it looks great, but what else do you have? know that that's, that's all i can say about that game um mm-hmm. so yeah overall ea it was definitely the poorest conference uh it had a lot of potential because you had battlefield there and you know anthem and you could have surprised us with a lot of other things too but nope uh they they did the typical ea thing and you know showed us stuff we didn't really want to see and you know didn't show us enough of the games that we do want to see so yeah uh definitely the worst of the bunch so the next one was microsoft we already you know kind of went over that so uh, i don't think we need to go back into that um uh, so after microsoft it was bethesda uh and 
I'll go first with this one. So Bethesda, I wasn't really sure what to expect. Um, the only thing I wanted going into it was Elder Scrolls Six, because you know that's it's one of their flagship titles alongside Fallout, and I, we're way overdue a new Elder Scrolls, especially because they kept pimping out Skyrim to different systems. That you know that game they they joked a lot about that during the show, which was hilarious. You know, it's glad to see that they're a bit self-aware and they know what they're doing and stuff like that. But um, yeah, just the fact that Skyrim's been on so many systems since it first came out in 2011, you know, which was like seven years ago or something. Um, they've put it on, you know, it was it came out last generation, and they've put it on this generation, and they've put it on PC, they put it on Nintendo Switch, they put it on probably on mobile. I'm not sure, but it's been on so many different devices. So. Um, yeah, uh, I think we we were way overdue a new Elder Scrolls, and they of course teased it at the end of this show, which is great. Um, obviously, it's probably too you know it's probably not far along for us to see anything more than a logo, but just to know that it's coming is enough. Um, Fallout seventy six. Going into this, I wasn't sold on it, but you know, in this conference, they confirmed that it was an online game. And they kind of talked through some of the things you'll be able to do. Um, and I guess the main thing that um, kind of uh, worries me a little bit, I guess, because I'm so used to Fallout being, you know, an RPG. It, you know, it has storytelling, it has all these other elements, but at its core, it's an RPG. And this online Fallout that they're doing, Fallout 76, kind of seems like um, it you know, it's less about being an RPG and it's more about just being an online experience. And the thing is with that, it's like, I don't know, like it it, it feels like the, the fun will be based on who you're actually playing with. And I guess that's why I don't like, because I want to be able to hop in and on the game by myself and still enjoy it. But it seems like if you play by yourself, there's a chance you can be put in a session with a lot of, you know, nuisance players will just come and attack you or destroy whatever you build or you know things of that nature just ruin your experience so it's like i didn't want the entire experience to be based on you know the idea of playing with people because who knows like if you just want to play it alone who knows who you're gonna end up with you know um but i don't know it could be fun i guess i just don't see it as a game i, I would stick with in the long term but Maybe it could be good. Maybe they'll surprise me with it. Uh, and that's coming out this year. I think it was Nintendo. I mean, sorry, <laughs> November fourteenth. So that I think that game comes out November fourteenth. So that that's kind of soon, um, considering we only just heard the announcement recently. But Bethesda's been doing that a lot in recent years. They've been announcing stuff at E three, and then it comes out later that year, like a few months later. So that's good. Um, they showed a, a new Elder Scrolls mobile game as well, and I guess that looks cool for what it is, but I'm not that interested in mobile games, to be honest, but for people, you know, who do enjoy that, it, it looks kind of good. Uh, they, of course, talked about Fallout Shelter, uh, they talked about Elder Scrolls Online, and I just actually got into Elder Scrolls Online to play 
the Somerset DLC expansion. So far, it's been okay. So uh, I'll have a few uh, a full review of that up at some point in the future. So look out for that. Uh, besides that, I don't think Bethesda really announced anything else I was crazy about. Um, yeah, I think that was pretty much. Uh, th- those were like when Todd Howard came out for me. Like that's when the show got interesting, and he's the one who talked about Fallout and Elder Scrolls and you know all the the mobile games and everything. So I enjoyed that part of the show, but everything before he came out was just kind of meh to me. But I do want to shout out um, Mr. Richard Bailey Jr., Hip Hop Gamer, and JJ because they were on screen a lot during that conference. So that was pretty cool seeing them in the background. But what's your thoughts on Bethesda, Dana? Rage 2. Rage 2, Rage 2, Rage 2. Andrew WK coming out was kind of like a wah, wah, wah. I was kind of confused about that. I just, I just don't like concerts during my conferences but it was great to see him he looks lovely but rage 2 looks crazy and the fact that the talking head that they showed in the game you can get that as a collector's edition that's amazing anyway yeah so rage 2 looked like i don't know it looked like a combination of mad max with some lsd mixed with all the drugs in the world that you've taken all at once um and it's very simple. It just seems like you just go around in a car and you shoot some bad guys. And 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 you go on foot and you shoot some bad guys. But um, it looks really sick. It looks very violent and just crazy. But um, yeah, that right there was like, that's a great way for me to like open a show, um, except for the concert. Other than that, um, Fallout 76, starting out, I was not excited about this because I just don't like Fallout games. It was just something that's never for me. But the more that they kept showing, it was kind of like the opposite of Anthem, where the the more they showed, the more excited I got for it. And it's nice to see color and trees. What is life? We got trees and grass? I'm kind of confused about this. I know it's a prequel. So it's a prequel right before the... the, um, um, the bomb drops is it taking place before, or right after the bomb drops? I'm confused. Yeah, I'm like, still after the bomb drops. So the bomb doesn't drop yet. No, the bomb has dropped. Like it's already post-apocalyptic. Like it's trees and, and grass and life. Wouldn't that it's just be eradicated right away? It's like it's nothing. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'll it's, look into it. It's a little weird, but um trees and grass i just felt really happy inside watching that that um gameplay in the trailer so for me that right there was the two main takeaways with rage look like just like drugs um doom eternal i know they announced it um it, it, it i know that they said it's gonna have like twice as many demons and and you know it's a sequel that we kind of should be excited for and i know they're gonna talk more during QuakeCon. In August, but I just really wasn't like excited. I've never been excited for a Doom game, so yeah. Um, I know that Prey got a lot of stuff. If you're like a Prey person, um, and everything is free, so that's great for them. But I just I'm not a Prey person. Wolfenstein, Youngblood, that I'm I'm kind of happy about. I know that it stars BJ and Anna's twin daughters, so 
that right there was just that's another highlight for me um let's see that that seems to be elder scrolls i know like you're really great but the, it's like mobile i don't i don't want mobile but other than that like those like fallout and rage 2 i got excited for that seems to be like it but it had a lot of energy and less talking and less weird like uncomfortable monologues so i'm happy for that Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I looked it up, and uh, Fallout 76 is, is set 20 years after the devastating nuclear engagement that turned what the I United don't States into an irradiated How do you have grass and trees? Like, Fukushima, they don't really still have like, great vegetation, and it's been years. Yeah, I... I I don't know that I guess that doesn't make sense. Maybe they just want to try a different visual aesthetic, I guess, even though it doesn't make sense. And they're like the tomatoes still don't grow properly. So I'm really confused. Yeah. Am I looking too deeply into it because it's technically just a game? Am I too am I going too scientific with it and trying to get too accurate? Yeah, probably, I guess. Like I get I don't think they want us to think that deeply about it. I think they want us to just be happy that we have an online game, but um, I'm so, happy. I mean you're right to question it, you know, it does kind of mess with the the, the, the theme. My head. Why are there trees and grass and happy wildlife? Did the people move back that they escape? I have questions. Maybe it's explained in the game, so We'll just have to see if that's something that they actually address or not, or whether, whether it's just an oversight. But, that's a massive oversight. Yeah. But overall, what did you rate the, the conference? Like, what's your actual rating? Overall, I'm going to give it a solid um, an 8. An 8, okay. And what did you rate EA as well? That was a negative 10. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I'd probably give EA. Uh, I think I gave it a two out of ten on the the throwdown when we was on there. Um, and as for Bethesda, I'd probably give them about uh, a seven. I'll give them a seven. Ooh, just a seven? But you got your Elder Scrolls. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was cool. You know, like we got the logo and everything, which is cool. That was like the main thing I wanted, but. Uh, just I'm 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 thinking of it in terms of overall enjoyment and like, excitement at you know what they showed and I think I would place it around there just going off of what I know now because I, I know what come came after and stuff so I'd give it you know I give it a seven. Eh. Um. So yeah, that was Bethesda, and then um, on Monday. We had uh, it was Square Enix first. Uh, now, did you did you watch that? Because it was very short. That was like all. That was one of those shows where if you literally went to the bathroom <laughs> and back, you would have missed the whole show. I don't understand the purpose. I mean, I'm happy that they didn't have any talking. It was just pure games. But the thing, my biggest problem, is that we saw the trailers already. Yep. So. What was the purpose of of that even happening? Was it like to make fun? Was it a joke? Were they getting paid to be that bad? I have questions. Yeah, but 
my, my expectations were so high. You know, I wanted my Avengers game. I wanted my Final Fantasy VII remake. I wanted some Guardians of the Galaxy. I wanted something. And, and you gave me nothing at all. But The Quiet Man and Babylon's Fall. And it was like teaser trailers that didn't tell us anything. I don't know what it's about. I have no information on it. So, yeah, screw you. You, you, they are like a negative one. They are worse than EA. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you could argue that 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 this was the worst one. Um, I mean, of course, it wasn't a traditional press conference. It was just a stream. But still, you know, when people hear that Square Enix is having and like some sort of showing during E3, people get excited for that. You know, so like, why did you even bother to hype this up or? you know, make it a thing unless you were going to show us, like, you know, new stuff. I would have even been fine with, remember the world of Final Fantasy? Yeah. If they just did a sequel to that game, I would have been good. Yeah. But I don't know what they showed. It was bad. It was bad. And Shadow of the Tomb Raider, didn't he open it with Shadow of the Tomb Raider? Yeah. I hate that game. So... (laughs) I'm sorry. I hate that game. That, that was the only thing where they showed something a bit more because, uh, of course, we saw Tomb Raider at Microsoft, but um, they showed like a little bit more of the gameplay during that. Right. And and remember, like Tat and I, we've been seeing this like months before, so it's new to you guys, but it's old to me. Yeah. So yeah, um, it was. Bad. It was so and bad. they ended on Kingdom Hearts, and it was the exact same trailer that they showed at Microsoft. So that was like, you know, that was a big blow. Oh, um, oh, it really screwed, screwed the whole thing. Remember Dragon Quest Eleven? Yeah, yeah. But it's already out in Japan. Yeah. Yeah, that always happens with that game, though, because it comes out in Japan first. But um, I do feel like they shouldn't have shown it because we'd like, you might as well just like not. You can Google the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, just sort of looked fun. That that's it. Like they get nothing, nothing. Yeah, and like just all we wanted was an update about Final Fantasy VII remake. We we just wanted an update to see how it's going. You know, um, <laughs> see if just, the, just be like, hey, we haven't forgot about you. That's yeah, it. like uh, I'm convinced Square Enix are the the kings of trolling their fans because they know what we want and they just never give it to us. Like here, they would have been better off just not having a show at all. And we would have been completely fine with that. We would have just continued with our lives and, you know, there would have been no expectations. But just the fact that they chose to have one, we were all like, yes, like we were, okay, we're going to get an update. We're going to get some new information. I was nope. excited. Nope. Well, we didn't get no, any we, of that. We didn't get no near. Yeah, except that, you know, Nier is coming to uh Xbox now, but you know, we already you know, we already played that, so Yeah. No, no, they can they they I feel was worse than EA. That was disrespectful. Uh, I'll give them a three out of ten just because I love Square Enix and yeah. I love them too. But when you're gonna be that disrespectful, wait, actually I'm gonna give them one point. So they get a one because they did show the awesome adventures of Captain Spirit. 
and that looks really good. I have no idea what it's about. It's like it's kid and his imagination, and he's like living his best life and being happy. No one's an alcoholic, and everyone's happy. So they get one point for that. Yeah, yeah, but but, no, but, but it was already announced at Microsoft conference. Exactly. Yeah. And, so they lose that. They get nothing. Um, you mentioned the Avengers game, and my thing is with that, like, that's another reason why I'm pissed they even had something because. Like it doesn't make sense to have an E3 show unless you're going to show Avengers, because that's the perfect place to show it. Because you can't show that at Tokyo Game Show. Like you, you got to show that in America because it's an American property, you know. And it's th this is where it's the biggest. It would be a big deal if you announce in the year of Infinity War. We just had Infinity War. It would have been a major thing if they announced, if they revealed the Avengers game. You know, like that would have been incredible, but they didn't even do that. So Superman, or were they doing Superman? No, that's a uh, rock steady that are doing that. Oh, okay. Well, I'm mad about Superman too. Yeah, but yeah. So Square Enix, they get a three from me or one from you. Okay, so. Oh, I took away that one because I just remembered that the Captain Spirit shirt dude is was at microsoft oh yeah he was at my yeah okay zero. so so zero mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay um so next was microsoft um, oh sorry not microsoft uh ubisoft Ubi. yep and they opened with just dance they had a panda um, i know dana was enjoying that part and she said she's gonna buy that game so. right away guys me and the panda no, that was that was fun. <laughs> yeah, um, they hopped into some Beyond Good and Evil 2 and we actually got to see some gameplay, but then they kind of confused everyone and they were like, Oh, we want you guys to contribute to this game to help us, you know, you, we want you to come up with sounds and uh you know uh music and you know they like they basically they want graphics sounds and you know stuff like that from the community to implement into the game um and uh, that's probably not the best thing to announce right there because uh people now think that you want help developing the game you know and people just people really really want that game so they don't want to hear about anything that could potentially harm the experience or hold up the experience you know like uh they probably could have announced that separately as as, as its own announcement you know away from e3 but um but yeah. see here's the thing i would have been perfectly fine with that but that other game the shimmy the what was the what's the game shimmy 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 oh, shushima jimmo remember when they had that whole stinking gofundme thing and we still haven't gotten the game and then it's like 20 years later and then they released the footage and it looks like dog poop <laughs> yeah you would have been fine and i would have been like yeah let's contribute you know not monetary but like ideas but that other game just ruined that whole experience for me yeah so yeah yeah i don't know it, it just seemed weird to announce that like there um but yeah i mean it was cool seeing the, the game again it's, it seems like it's space focused and stuff which is cool um, I like the 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 character they had you playing as. 
Um, I'm not sure if you players her the whole time, but it seemed pretty cool that you, you know, that character that you play as and stuff. Um, it reminds me of Domino from Deadpool. That's who it reminded me of. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, they also had Division Two there, and um, they already they showed that at Microsoft as well. But um, they showed a different mission here, I think. Uh, they showed some different clips of gameplay in that. Um, and they announced that there's going to be raids and stuff like that. There's a lot of like extra additional content that you're going to be able to get when it releases and everything, or shortly after, which is cool. Um, I've already kind of made up my mind that I'm going to buy Division 2 anyway, because the first one was, it was good while it lasted. Um, so, you know, this one has potential. Um, and they showed, uh, I, I kind of blocked out a lot of what they showed after that, because it was, they, they had a lot of questionable things. Um, they talked about Rainbow Six Siege and some new content for that, I believe. Um, but the big thing was Assassin's Creed Odyssey. You know, they revealed that game. It's going to be in Greece. And they showed a lot of gameplay. The combat looks like a lot of things in the game look similar to Assassin's Creed Origins. So you can kind of tell they kind of molded it and shaped it based on that new engine that they made. Um, you know, even the menu screens and everything like that look kind of the same. Uh, they announced that you have a choice of two characters to be for the main character, and one of them's male, one of them's female. So you can choose, you know, between those two different characters. And I'm guessing that, you know, people will interact with you differently depending on which one you are to some extent. Um, combat looks really good, and the setting, the setting always looks good in Assassin's Creed, and that's a big part of why people love it, you know, because revisiting all these different countries in in um pivotal times in their culture and everything um that's always uh, an interesting thing and just to see how it's you know how detailed the you know the locations are that's that's one of the biggest appeals of the game so i'm looking forward to exploring greece uh, i still need to visit egypt and you know com- finish finish seeing egypt in assassin's creed origins but, oh, I thought you really mean like in life, like I'm going on a trip to Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to, do want to, but I'm so jealous. Sadly, Origins is the closest thing I get to that. But yeah, um, Ubisoft had a solid conference. Like it was, it was okay. Like there was some stuff I enjoyed seeing. There was some stuff I could have did without seeing. I, I would say it's you know average. It was an average show. I give it like a five. Five wow. out of ten. Nah, three. Yeah. Skull and bones, man. Skull and bones. Oh, yeah, it was... is the sea of thieves that we never got. We deserve that one. We deserve skull and bones. That looked incredibly crazy. The fact that you can not only you're destroying other ships, it's like it's completely free for all. You get to invade the ships as well. And you have to work together with like other ships to steal other people's loot. It was like a pure free for all, but it somehow worked and it made sense and it looked really good. So yeah, that amazing. I'm the only person who's excited for a transference VR. Um, it's a, it's, it's an Elijah Wood 
I'm not going to say an Elijah Wood game, but it's an Elijah Wood's production. Like he helped with the game. Um, and, and, and he just came out and it was really sweet and charming about it. But anyway, the game itself allows you to be in other people's minds. And I think that it also has to deal with um, like cyber warfare as well. And I'm telling you, it's very good. I don't know, but I like I think that it might slightly be based off of the movie that came out years ago with um, um, Ryan Reynolds and um, a man's name who I'm forgetting. But anywho, I'm the only one who's like excited for that. Also, Starlink Battle for Atlas. That looked very good. And remember, we got Star Foxes in it. Um, it's it's a toy for life game, a toy to life game, but it's not like Skylanders. This is for adults. This is not for kids. Um, it's like a, it's a space fighting game. And remember, it's going to be like Nintendo. The Miyamoto came out and they gave him a, a whole little miniature ship of the game. And I'm telling you, it, it looked really good. I heard about it like a while ago. This has been in the making a while, a while ago. And it comes out October 16th, which also made me excited because, you know, a lot of these dates that we got were in 2019 or February 22nd seems like to be like that spot there. So I'm really excited for that. Um, for Honor, I know a lot of people are mad, but there's a lot of women that's going to be in For Honor and people were just angry on Twitter. Um, also, we're getting the expansion pack called Marching Fire. And um, I believe that there's a starter edition, which is free to play for PC players this week. So right now you can play it for free. Um, I like For For Honor. I believe I had the first one and just kept getting it. I really like that. The Assassin's Creed Odyssey looked okay. I'm not blown away by it because it looked like the previous Assassin's Creed game. So... That kind of wasn't as exciting for me as I thought it could be. I think that the, the thing with Assassin's Creed games for me is that I love the history. I just love learning about, you know, all these different wars and different lands and different, you know, countries and areas and stuff. So that for me is like something that I like. The beyond good and evil thing, I found it to be really interesting that Joseph Gordon Lovett Remember, he's attached to it and he's working with them and he's going to see the thing is that I know people are like, no, we don't want to contribute our ideas. But Hit Records is kind of like a platform where you get to create your own stuff and they add it on to like bigger projects. So because it's his company and it's his program, I think it's going to work out perfectly well. This is not like a bunch of people just randomly tweeting the head of the studio, their ideas and just randomly sending things. This is something that I think is going to be very well filtered and they're going to take the best of ideas from everything to create this game. That's, could be really great. And if it sucks, then it's all you guys' fault because it's technically all your ideas. So um, I like that. And also, if anyone cares about trial, there's a new trial coming. I didn't really feel anything for it. Um, the thing with the Division 2 is that it looked really great, but I am sick and tired of playing um, apocalypse zombie virus type games. Unless it's like Resident Evil 2, and we'll get back to that to it. That was at another conference, but um, yeah, that's that's the thing for me. And I know that there there's another. I think they did a DLC for um, Mario versus uh, Rabbits. 
I just didn't care to sit through a concert. Like I, when I'm watching the presentation, you know, for the first time, I just want to see what the gameplay and the tra and trailers are. But like the second time, when I watch it on my own time, I can appreciate the concert part of it. But um, I know that there was also they announced um Mario. No, they announced the um Donkey Kong DLC for um Country Tropical Breeze, and I really like that game. So that put a smile on my face. I do wish that there. No, that's another conference. So I'll save my thoughts for that later. Yeah, that's it. Sorry. So Skull what, and Bone. What was your rating? My rating is gonna be. See, an 8.99. Okay, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, like you mentioned Skull and Bones. Um, that, that game does look really good. And I actually played that last year, last year's E3. Um, How was it? It was good. It was fun. But like back then, it was, you know, it was a lot like if you played Assassin's Creed Black Flag, it was like, you know, the ship battling and stuff in that but really expanded on and, you know, put into the context of, like, multiplayer. So I, I played with, uh, I believe, three other people, and it was, like, the four of us against the team of other. But there's, like, different game modes you can do, and I'm sure, you know, a lot of it is going to be... Um, it, it's going to really, like... It, it's going to blow Sea of Thieves out the water. Let me just say that. Like, this, this is the real pirate game that you've been waiting for like you know if you're if you're really into the whole pirates and looking for treasure and things like that this is the game that's going to give you the proper experience you know so um it's a really fun game and it's probably going to surprise a lot of people when it comes out so that is another you... plus uh i'll probably bump my score up to six for ubisoft because that's it that. sheesh cold-blooded yeah i'm a tough Wait. critic i'm i'm, I'm simon I'm a... cowell do you know if you like get to have to fight monsters in the sea or anything like that? Like, are they going to come and try to destroy the boat? No, there's no like monsters. It's it's only like other pirates, and you know, uh, oh, probably looks... like maybe, maybe there will be people with cannons, you know, at castles or something like you know, shooting at you and things of, of that nature. But um, it's mostly just you against other pirates. Well, it's still in development, so maybe they can throw in a kraken or two. Oh, so you actually want like monsters and things I like want that. a little kraken, at least at least for the background, at least. Give me some scenery of krakens. Okay. Yeah. I mean that's something they consider. maybe they can have like, you know, skeletons. That's popular for um <laughs> that's popular for pirate times. You know, you can have a, a, a possessed skeleton chasing <laughs> you, a fleet of them or something, like chasing after you. Can I get to die of dysentery? <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah um that's a that's a cool game so yeah the next um conference after ubisoft was the pc gamer show and i didn't know what to expect like this has been a running joke because every year i'm since the pc uh gaming show that first started you know i've actually been at e3 but i've never actually got to go to that conference and it's all because nobody actually wants to go with me to the conference. So it's like, you know, either I'd have to go venture out somewhere in the middle of LA on my own to, to go and see it. Or, you know, I stick with the team and then I go see what they're seeing or whatever, you know. So I usually just choose to to stick with the team and see what they're seeing. But um, 
yeah so this is the first year that i've actually gotten to watch it and of course i'm at home but i actually quite enjoyed the pc gaming show because everyone i thought you know used to watch it i I thought people hated that show like i thought people always shitted on it and you know they didn't think it was that good they thought it was boring um there's too much spec talk or whatever like these are all things i heard about the show but from watching it it's probably one of the most consistent shows in terms of just showing you back-to-back games you know like because all they did throughout the show was they they showed you uh gameplay of the game like a trailer short trailer and then the developer would come out and talk about it and he wouldn't they wouldn't talk for too long they would just come out and you know give a brief overview uh talk about you know how they're going to release it extra content all that stuff and then they kept it moving right on to the next game so it was probably one of the most consistent press conferences at e3 to be honest um and there was so much variety in the game shown um, granted, they did show like four different battle royale games, and um, that's a bit OD because you know battle royale is like the new fad and everything. And I'm pretty sure people are going to get burnt out on all these battle royale games. But besides those, like there was a lot of different original games in that show and stuff. So I, I would give that show. Um, wow, what would I rate it? Um, I would probably give them like a f- a five, you know, what? just because because the, it, you know it like Ubisoft had more powerful games, you know. So I give them the six, and PC gaming show it was consistent, but like they didn't have that one major thing, like you know, to kind of outshine the others. But like it was in terms of the actual show itself, it was consistent. It was enjoyable and we saw a lot. So solid five from me, I think. What about you? See, once again, I don't think we're watching the same same shows. Maybe it's like a UK thing. I don't know. Which the game the PC game show, the thing is that I've always hated it because it is tragically boring. Like I am crawling on the floor begging for my life to return because it's boring. They always come in with that couch and that horrible like talk show format. But this year they was like, nope, we're gonna make it energetic and it's gonna be fun and it's gonna just be games. And he showed 43 trailers, 43. Um, and granted it was some trailers and things that we already seen before, but it was exciting and I liked it. So I thought it was very, very good. We had the, um, more of the Fallout 76 game demo. Um, they talked about the online part of it. Uh, we also got a Pip-Boy-infused multiplayer trailer. We got a lot of trailers. Um, so I was pretty okay with that. Um, I thought that they would talk a little bit more about Cyberpunk 77, but they really didn't that much. Anthem, they showed tons of Anthem, which, just again, the more I watch, the more I care less about that game. They showed more of the division too. Like, if you wanted to know what this game was about and how it looked, I think they just played the entire game by the time E3 was over with. Um, we got Doom Eternal. That was good. That was really exciting. We got more Rage 2, and I already said that I liked it, you know, very much so. Um, my thing is, they got uh, the, the, the Killing Floor. They got a sequel to The Killing Floor, and I really liked the first game. So, for me, overall, they announced a lot of like, 
games that yes we already saw but but they announced you know halo infinite and 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 more stuff but they announced some pretty solid pc games and i was really shocked because i just thought they was going to talk about amd the whole time and show warhammer and they didn't show warhammer and we didn't get rome total war so i was kind of shocked about that but we got everything else so i say it was a solid seven i liked it it was good and this is coming from someone who does not like the show yeah, man, don't don't sleep on the PC gaming show, people. But maybe it was different last year because I know in previous years AMD actually sponsored the show. Um, I think that was different with this one. So maybe you know this is the first good one. I, I I don't know. I can't say because I haven't seen any of the others. But I can tell you that that PC gaming show from this year was really good. So if you haven't gone, if you haven't watched it yet, I would you know go take a look at it because it was pretty cool. It's really good. But really, yeah. really. Yeah. Um. So after the PC gaming show was, of course, the one a lot of people were looking forward to, which is the Sony PlayStation press conference. Now, there's a lot to unpack with this one. Um. They, you know, uh, Richard was actually texting me at the time. He was probably texting you too. Um. And you know, he told me, you know, that oh, they're not sitting us down this year. They got us standing. You know. And, He's talking about how much that sucks and everything. And then, um, you know, I, I saw pictures from inside on Twitter and everything, and they were in the church. And I was like, wow, what's going on? Like, is Sony starting their own cult or something? Got scared. Uh, yeah, I thought like someone was going to get sacrificed or something. Like, <laughs> but, but yeah, um, the show started. Sean Layden came out. He, he was looking anxious, he was a bit nervous and everything. And then, uh, the dude with the banjo came on, or uh, which instrument was it first? I can't remember. No, it was, it was flute. The flute, yeah, yeah, flute. Um, yeah. Because they had like two or three different instruments throughout that show. Uh, I can't remember which one was first, but yeah, you, if you say it's the flute, it must be the flute. Um, I don't so, know yeah. what it was. I thought it was open, but apparently it was a flute. Okay, yeah, so. They, the guy plays that and then um, it goes into a Last of Us 2 trailer and they're in the exact same room that, you know, people who came to the conference are in. Like, it, it's modeled exactly the same, you know. So that was a cool effect, I thought. Like, you, you know, having, having them be in a room that, that's exactly like the one in the game kind of thing. Um, so they showed Last of Us 2. It looked incredible. Um the, the animation, just the, the presentation of the game, like the way it flows, um, you like you can never tell when it's just a, a, a CGI or when you're actually playing because it just it looks seamless. It looks the same, you know. Um, it was an, an incredible trailer. Um, and then you know when it, when the trailer ends, they tell us, hey, you know this is a brief intermission. We're just moving everyone. So at that point, they were moving. The whole, you know, all the, the people from press, you know, Richard was there and everyone else, you know, they moved them from that church room into the main theater where, you know, they were going to resume the rest of the show. Now, that was a very confusing point because at that point we were questioning, questioning whether um, there was going to be a different stage or, you know, a different room for each game or something like that, you know, which would probably get tiring, especially for the people who were there. But um, yeah, they, like 
having just having that intermission right there i think that kind of really uh hurt them a little bit in you know in terms of the people watching because we didn't want to see that like we you know the microsoft press conference was just back to back to back games you know just like the pc gamer show like that's what we were conditioned for so having that amazing trailer open up the show and you know just kind of uh blow us away yeah we were all blown away by it and then just to have them slow things down like it just it wasn't good pacing i think like if they would have hit us with something else incredible it would have been like yo sony's unstoppable but you know they had that intermission and it, it just kind of slowed things down slowed down the momentum but then we did see ghost of tsushima and that 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 whole gameplay segment it you know that they impressed me with that let me just I, I can't even find the words like they caught my attention because i was sleeping on this game you know i was like oh so a bunch is making a game that's cool you know that that's pretty much that was the extent of my excitement until i saw that trailer like and wow like i love you know samurais and and you know ninjas and things like that but this was like a whole nother level. We haven't had anything like that before, you know, in terms of that style of game. Because whenever you do get something like that, it's like Ninja Gaiden, you know, it's, it's a straight action kind of game, um, you know, fast pace. And, you know, it's it's just different. But this was just, it's it's that whole Last of Us style of presentation where it's like, it's cinematic, you know, it's like, it's a game, but it feels like an experience. It feels like you're there. It, it draws you in. Like it's just it's something completely different. And yeah, uh, they they caught me with that one. Like I I'm definitely gonna buy that game day one. I would urge everybody to go see that if you missed out on it because that game looked incredible. Um, and uh, they were they showed the remedy game called Control. Um, you know, which is, we later found out that that was multi-platform, but just to know that Remedy is back doing what they want and, you know, they're making third-party stuff now, that's pretty cool. Uh, we got a teaser for, is it Resident Evil 2? The, I think it's a remake. <laughs> the remake! Yeah, so that's something to look forward to. I don't know anything about Resident Evil, to be honest, so... Uh, I haven't played those games. I've only played them like briefly. I haven't really. Uh, you don't understand. You're missing out. No, no. Resident Evil, man. I used to play that as a kid, and it scared my soul. Yeah, I mean, I I, I played the first one on PlayStation, like because my brother had it, but I never grown took it, I never took an interest in it. Nah, it scared grown men. Grown men were scared. You don't understand. You just don't understand. It's a game you don't play at night by yourself in the dark. Yeah. It's a. It, it looks cool. I, it's good that you know people have something to look forward to for that. But yeah. Um. And then I think they went into Death Stranding next, mm-hmm. and uh, that was very confusing too. Um. I mean, I I like Kojima. I like Kojima's work he did amazing things with Metal Gear Solid, you know, that that's one of those games that are just, you know, for me, there's a few 
like series of games in history that are just you know they just stay with me in my heart like i carry them everywhere you know final fantasy uh gta and you know final um sorry uh, Metal Gear Solid is one of those series as well. So I, you know, I, I, I hold up Kojima very high, you know, in terms of my important people. Like he's a very important person. But I must say that this trailer was just straight, straight up confusion. Like I don't think anybody understood what was going on. Um, and the 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 footage that was shown, the actual gameplay. It was not appealing at all. We just saw people walking with crates or fridges on their back or, you know, babies on their stomach. Like, it, it just, it's weird. Like, we, we still don't even know what kind of game this is. We don't know if it's a shooter, like if it's a, you know, you're going to be shooting guns or if it's a puzzle game or, you know, a horror game or something. I don't know. Like, there was no questions answered and we left with more questions than we went in with, I think. So, yeah, it was very confusing. Visually, it looks amazing, but I think it's about time Kojima just comes out and, you know, tries to communicate what he's, what his vision is here. Like, because I, I think it's getting to that point where, you know, we, we, we just got too many questions about this game. Um, and... Then they they ended it with you know Spider Man and that was incredible. Like I can't wait to play this game now, uh, and that's only a few months away. But uh, we saw Spider Man in the prison, and you know uh, we saw most of the Sinister Six. Um, who was missing? I think uh, Doctor Ock was missing, um, but we got most of the other from you know the the Sinister Six. So. Just to know that there's going to be, you know, a lot of different Spider-Man villains in the game, and uh, the combat looks a lot like uh, the Arkham games, but obviously Spider-Man's different, so it's like, you know, it, it it still looks quite original. It looks a lot more fast-paced than the Arkham games, but um, I hear like Richard actually played it, and he said control-wise, it is a lot like Arkham, but you know, there's it, it also has a lot more depth to the the kind of offense you can you can give off as well so there's uh there's another layer of it, of complexity to it i guess um but yeah it looks incredible man um and i didn't want to see too much of the story so i'm glad they left it where they left it uh it was kind of like a you know we were left hanging in terms of who shows up because it looks like someone shows up to help spider-man and that could be anyone you know it could be miles could be Iron Man, you know, it could be another Marvel character, but or it could be Black Cat, you know, um, but we don't know. And that's good because that's going to keep us on the edge of our seat until September. We're going to be left wondering who else is in this game. So, yeah, they, that was definitely a good trailer to show, I think. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Sony's press conferences, there's going to be a lot of different thoughts on it. Um, you know, depending how you see it. And I'm going to ask Dana what she thinks. But for me, I feel like they showed their, their main exclusives, you know. And this, the exclusives that they showed are the strongest exclusives that were shown during all E3, in my opinion. Um, now, Microsoft showed more games, 
but you have to remember that most of those games are third party and if they're if they're not you know um if they are exclusive then they're they're, they're timed exclusives like because a lot of those id games we later found out that those were timed exclusives and they included you know all that stuff into the the 18 exclusives you know that the, those word games that they play when they said that we're sharing 18 exclusives a lot of them were timed exclusive you know so they they you know they played a lot of game with the messaging and everything but they showed a lot of games regardless we saw a lot of trailers so in terms of just seeing games sure microsoft you know had the more solid conference but sony clearly has the most important exclusives of all you know like their their exclusives were just phenomenal so um yeah i don't know uh but in terms of rating i'm giving it a nine out of ten because even though they didn't show as many games as microsoft what they did show was incredible you know it was like an experience and i can tell that playing each of those games is going to be a different experience than what you get anywhere else so for that i give them nine out of ten and just so everyone knows i gave microsoft an 8.5 you know if you go back and listen to the reaction we did so yeah i'm giving sony a nine just because the quality of the exclusives is just that far ahead you know but what's your thoughts on Sony's press conference. Well, we lost Dana, but I'm sure she will return shortly. I'm not sure what happened. But yeah, man. Sony was good. Sony was they they brought it, I thought. No. Just the, the quality of those exclusives. I, now I know it was weird that you know they had people walking to the other thing and they even showed that after the show they they actually recorded people moving i got so excited it disconnected everything look for me this was a conference where i was like thank you lord that i am alive to experience this this was one of the best conferences like they've had good conferences but this was one of the best conferences that I have sat through. They started out, yes, they started out with the cult church, right? And the set and the decorations was like, I didn't know what was going on. I was waiting for chickens to come out and be beheaded. I was waiting for like a preacher to come with the snake. And I was waiting for like, remember that scene in um, the Kingsman with that whole church scene? That's what I was really waiting for. I didn't know what was going on. But then they showed had that game and how it related to the church that they was in. That game is so freaking beautiful. The graphics are so incredible. And the brutality. Like, I was watching that and I was like, oh, my God. Like, I think my heart stopped a couple times. Because, sorry, because of just how brutal and, but yet beautifully done it was. And remember, it was like that whole kiss and everybody got like really either panicky or really excited. Like, oh, no, women kissing. That whole scene there, everything was done was just like, this is incredible. What's going on? Who is this girl? What's really, you know, what's what's happening here? But um, yeah, Last of Us Part 2 looks like it might actually be better than the first part. I said might, so don't kill me if it's not. Anyway, 
goes to Tsushima. Uh, I was not really paying any attention to that whole, you know, to the game. And, and, and so when it came on, I was like, okay, this is nice. It looks really beautiful. Look at the grass, the trees, the wind. You know, they got the environment down really well. And then it just went to pure chaos from like zero to 10 in like one second. That game was incredible. Like, I would say that that may, I don't know, because we have to wait till it actually comes out and we play it. It may be one of the best samurai games. Just, just it was just, it captivated me. And it, like, I woke up and was like, oh my God, what is this? And I know that you didn't like that they transitioned from the church and they went into the other room. And then they went, like for us, they went and started talking, like in like this um, talk show type format where they were sitting down in the chairs talking. I like that because I needed a breather in between um, Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima. So I think that that was well-timed for me, even though like from our end, it was a little bit of a technical difficulties we started having. But <clears throat> for me, I just needed to calm down because after seeing Last of Us it was like, oh my gosh, I needed to breathe and to digest everything that happened. And then Ghost came on, I was like, oh my God. And then I needed to breathe again. Um, they announced, um, um, what is it? I forgot, they announced another game. I forgot what it was. I think it's, no, Neo, Neo 2. Um, they announced that. Yeah, Neo that was 2. Neo 2, yeah, they announced that. So that was exciting as well. See, this is why we had the little breathers, because we needed that. Um, Ghost of Tsushima, I know it's an open world. Obviously it's a samurai game. Um, it's being developed by um, the Sucker Punch people. So that right there, you just know it's going to be really great. Um, and the whole, the way how they depicted Japan and the type of sword fighting that they had. Oh my gosh, it was just beautiful. And the leaves, did you not see the leaves? They got the leaves. It was beautiful. They were, they were good leaves. Anywho, so that was great. Control. That looked crazy. I didn't exactly know what to come from it. I know that there was the people who did um Alan Awake or um, Alan Wake, sorry, and Quantum Break. So Yep. Expecting a lot. I already know it's gonna be great. Cause I like Alan Wake and I like Quantum Break. So I'm I'm excited for that one. And it would look like it was like a lot of mind control type things going. It's called control. So I thought everything was just well well-named and looked really good. Resident Evil 2 Remastered, it was pretty good. It was really exciting. I like that. I wish it was coming out this year, but January 25th, I'm okay with. As long as it's not something in February, I'm all right with a January 25th date. Um, but it looked good. And rest in peace to the rat, really. That was sad. Um, the, the, I know they showed some Kingdom Hearts, but they added in the Pirates of the Caribbean um, world in there. I don't really feel anything. The thing is, is that for me with Kingdom Hearts 3, the more you show me, the less I'm excited for it. The game, like that world itself looked really nice. It, and, I, and they really seem to capture, I don't know if it's modeled after Johnny Depp or they got some type of lookalike or what, but I think it looks really great. It looks like him. They did a really great job. And he has a better um voice actor than the other characters because I just can't get with the other characters. I don't know what's going on there. I mean, music is not it's driving me crazy. But um, it looked really good. Now, here's the thing with Death Stranding. I don't want to know what this game is about. I'm happy that the trailer that they showed just confused everybody. Although I will say the walking was a wee bit off-putting. 
but there was that weird opening with like the baby. We saw the baby and then we saw the baby's butt and then we saw the baby's face and then it like was this tube thing. I don't know what's going on. I was slightly upset that I didn't see any Mad Mackelson. But the thing is, I don't want to know anything about this game. I just want it to be a bunch of conspiracy theorists just running around telling us what they think the game is. And then when we all play it, like when it comes out and people get their hands on it and, you know, they, they start streaming it. It's like a big climactic. Oh, my gosh, that's what it's about. That's what I want. And I remember Guillermo talking. They did a, a bunch of interviews and he was saying that nobody knew what the game was about aside from Guillermo. And he tried to explain it to Norman Reedus and he tried to explain it to Mads and he tried to explain it to, uh, you know, the people who are the studio. And and I know that Kojima, no, Kojima was the one who was explaining the game. And even Guillermo was like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Nobody understood what the heck they was doing or what the game was about, even though they was all doing it and they was filming it, they still didn't know what it was about. So I think it's one of those things where we have to wait until like the end and then we'll finally understand everything. So I don't want to know anything about it. The, um, the, the whole Spider-Man game that we're getting, it looks ridiculous. I know everyone's like, oh, it kind of plays like the Arkham Asylum games. And my thing is, it really felt like Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions to me. So it's really beautiful. I really, so far, I'm liking the gameplay. I'm liking what the script is, is telling us. I like the whole prison break. And I like the, all these enemies that he's facing all at once. And I know at the very end, we're going to see someone. Here's the thing. I think that this may be a tie-in to the Avengers game. I already know that Miles is in it because they tease Miles in the other one. And I was saying before, this game can't get any more great only unless they add Miles to it. And they added Miles and I freaked out. So we know Miles is in there. But I think at the very end, I would think I saw something green or something just like float by at the very end. And he was like, oh, you're here. I think it's a tie in to, to the Avengers. Even if it's just a random Iron Man flying by. So that's my thoughts with that. So for overall, um, I'm going to say that, oh, I know we also got like um, the PSVR game that I can't pronounce. It's like D-E-R-A-C-I-N-E. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Which, which game was you talking about? PSVR game. I can't pronounce it. It's D-E-R-A-C-I-N-E. Uh, wait, is it, who made that one? Is that from... Uh... Jurassic. I can. I'm dyslexic. This is. I can't pronounce games. Okay. Yeah. I, I need to look at that because I've. I already forgot. I've seen. I watched so many trailers that I can't keep track of them all. <laughs> it yeah. all blends together, but it's a um. It's a VR game, and I didn't expect Sony to announce anything. But it's new. It looks pretty. You know, they had some floating curtains going on. And it looked really good. It was floating really well. Um, yeah. And also, the, they announced that if you get the, the if you pre-order the Black Ops Four, you'll get f- um, free maps for Black Ops Three. Um, and if you have PS, if you have a PS Plus subscription, you'll get Blackout Black Ops Three as a download, and that's all available now, today, whatever. Um, I know that there was a small short for the Destiny Two Forsaken. Um, 
I know that that um 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 there was this new platformer called Trover Save the Universe by Rick and Morty. That should be fun. That kind of like reminded me a little bit of like a South Park. Shockingly, we didn't get a South Park game. Just random thought about that. Didn't they just huh. have one come out though? Well, we could have at least got an announcement for another one. I don't know. I want another one. I'm selfish. Give me another one. Yeah, you but um. I thought it was a maybe they can improve a little bit. Fractured butthole was alright. Like it could have been better. I like the concept. Like the darker you are, the harder the game is. <laughs> so yeah. maybe they can say something about what's going on with immigration. I don't know. <laughs> but um, I thought it was a missed opportunity for that. But overall, I'm the opposite of you. I'm going to give it a solid twelve wow. out of ten. Yeah, because here's the thing. They showed really strong games. They know it was not as many as E3, but I'm for quantity, not qual. I mean, for good Lord, I'm for quantity. No, I'm for quality, not quantity. Sorry. So they all looked really strong. So I'm, I'm going with, with, with PlayStation. Yeah, I mean, that is a reasonable argument. I mean, that's why I scored them slightly higher than Microsoft because, you know, for me, it was about quality and not quantity. And I feel like Microsoft, they did a lot of, like, you know, padding numbers and, you know, mm-hmm. they, they, they used great word games, you know, for, throughout their conference to, to make it seem like they had a ton of games coming to Xbox. But really, those, oh. game, those games are everywhere. You know, they're on PS4, they're on PC. Like, it's not a lot of those really weren't exclusive you we know? got a lot of and also we got like games that are story driven we got some some really great action games that goes to Tsushima oh my god that looks incredible and I'm not like someone who gravitates towards samurai games I saw that and was like this is the greatest thing ever it reminded me of some crouching tiger hidden dragon stuff I'm ready for it I need it so that's the thing that really sold me is the fact that these games look like they are really great quality. And this is something that I don't want to rush through. I don't want to rush through Death Stranding. I don't want to rush through Ghost. I don't want to rush through Spider-Man. I want to take my time. And I don't want to rush through Last of Us 2. I want to savor all of the moments because it looked like they took their time with it and they're creating some really great games. So that's what I'm I'm for. Yeah. Yeah, that Sony definitely, you know, they did they did what they needed to do. So that's the main thing. But yeah, um, that was the same conference. Did the same thing, but they didn't say that again. I said Xbox could have did the same thing, but they didn't. If Xbox did the same thing as well, I would have been. I would have given them the same score. They didn't. Fair enough. That's, and I think that's, that's what Xbox really is missing. They need quantity. No, they need quality. Sorry, oh. you you understand what I'm saying. I'm confusing the two. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, they now they've got those studios. They can, you know, they can yes. start putting together more complete. Yes. So. Yes. So overall, that's the thing. I will say this: I'm excited for next year because they got those studios now. So who knows what can happen? Maybe they'll blow us completely away. Yeah, it's possible. I'm excited for that. And I think that they knew that they need to blow some people away too. So that's why they got those studios. Yeah. 
Yeah, that I'm sure that's part of it. But um, yeah, that was Sony. So um, the the final conference that we saw yesterday was the Nintendo conference. It and, wasn't a um, conference. Yeah, well, Nintendo Direct. It wasn't a direct smash. Treehouse. I don't know what I don't know what they called it. What did they call it? They called it Smash. It was Smash. Right. Just Smash. Oh right, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so as Dana just said, yeah, this con- press conference was pretty much Smash. Like it was they they spent like an entire 30 minutes showing us how to to play Smash. They showed us each character in the game. Um and they, you know, they showed us the pause menu, the settings. Um they showed us, you know, how to unlock trophies. They basically showed us the ins and outs of, of Smash Bros. on Switch. So turn it on, how to turn it off, how yeah. to save, load. Yeah, insert disc, save disc, yeah, all that. Um, but yeah, I mean, they did show a few things before before the Smash part. You know, they showed uh, Pokemon. They showed more of that. They put the Pokemon EV and Pikachu game. And how that works, and how you can, you, you know, they told us you can import um, Pokemon from Pokemon Go into, you know, the new game and stuff like that. Um, and I don't know, it, I'm not sold on it. Like, I'm not too fast about it. I wanted just the proper Pokemon RPG, like the ones we've been getting on the 3DS. But this just seems too gimmicky for me. So it doesn't really appeal to me that much. I just want an RPG, you know. Um, so yeah, I'm not too thrilled about that. Uh, they did announce Fortnite for Switch, so you can download Fortnite. That's available now. It's completely free. Um, I think. Secret ever. Say that again. The worst kept secret ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we already knew that was coming, but yeah, you can uh, download that. You can play with everyone, um, and. I am hearing that if you created an account for Fortnite on your PS4, that you can't carry that over to to uh, no. Fortnite on Switch. So that's something to be aware of. Um, but yeah, Fortnite is on Switch now. It's on everything. So there you go. There you have it. Um, they showed us. Uh, I I really I can't. My my memory's bad, and I don't know Nintendo that well as it is. But they showed us. You know, a few other games in there that I'm sure people will be interested in. But for the most part, the show was about Smash Bros. And they didn't do anything to really convince me to buy a Switch right now. Um, I I do plan on getting one at some point. So don't fight me. You know, don't kill me in the comments or anything. I do plan on getting one at some point. I'm just not rushing to it after seeing that press conference. Uh, the main thing for me was I wanted Pokemon, a uh, Pokemon RPG, and I wanted to see Shimigami Tensei, which is another JRPG that I like. Uh, they did show Xenoblade Chronicles, and that looks really good. I'm kind of interested in that. But besides that, they didn't, you know, they didn't show anything that made me want to rush to buy a Switch. But what did you think of it, Dana? Um, I was kind of disappointed. Um, the games that I thought they were going to announce, they didn't announce. Um, so overall, I was like, oh, okay. It was very Smash-centric. And if you love Smash, good for you. If you're like, oh, I play it when I play it, then it just was like, okay. Um, I know that they announced Super Mario Party. Um, 
which is really good. Um, I, I liked how they, it's like a, they, they changed some of the mechanics to it. And so for me, I thought it was really, really good. Um, I like that. I know that's coming out in October. Um, the, the Xenoblade Chronicles 2, I know that they said they was getting, as you said before, they're getting DLC. Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem, oh God, I can't talk. Fire, Fire Emblem. yes, Emblem, The Three Houses. Um, I know people are excited if you like that game. Um, it's come to Switch. I know you're excited for that, Gary. No, spring 2019. What, Fire um, Emblem? Yeah. Yeah, that game does actually look good. Yeah, so there you go. You one game to convince you. Yay. Fortnite. Um as you guys as you said already. I know that there was um Hollow Knight, um, which came out already on Switch. They announced it the day of. I've heard good things. I haven't seen it, but I've heard good things about it. Um Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. It's as you guys know, it's gonna have the entire full roster of everyone who's ever been in Super Smash and also it's gonna be Mario with Cappy now. So Cappy, I would have appreciated if Cappy was his own person. I think that would have been fun. So then he can take on anything that he touches. Anyway, so yeah, um, the the full roster they had, you know, Cappy is now going to be in it. Um, um, I know that they they added um, Daisy, and many people are excited for Daisy. I'm not excited for Daisy, but okay. Um, also, there is um ride um. Ridley, which is the Metroid Beast, he's going to be playable. Um, they showed him during the, the tournament. The thing is, is that I really wasn't sold on Super Smash Ultimate until they had the tournament. The tournament came after the, um, what was it? The, the I call it the Nickelodeon game, but it's not. Splatoon. So it came after Splatoon. They had the Smash Brothers Ultimate. And that's what really sold me on the game, is to watch it, you know, people playing it. Full out and and Bayonetta and Riley was really good in the game. So that looked really good if you if you watch that. There was more Splatoon um expansions. The Octo expansion was came out already, which was on um June 13th, which is, means it's today, so it came out today. Um if you're a Splatoon person, I don't get it, but people love it, so you know, go on and expand that pack. Um, I know that they added three Octo Octoling amiibos. Um, they added um, I forgot which one, but anyway, they added three more. Also, the Pokemon Let's Go and the Eevee they came, they're coming out November sixteenth. Um, also, there's going to be the Pokeball Plus accessory, which allows you to unlock a me a Mew. Uh, what is it? The Mewtwo or Mew? I don't. I've never played Pokemon, so I'm sorry. I played like Pokemon Go for like a week. That was it. But you get to unlock characters from the game. Um, and Dragon Ball Fighter Z is coming to Switch this year. Um, Heroines Tag Team Frenzy, that's coming. The Octopath Traveler is coming out in July. Um, and there's like a whole bunch of other games that they announced that's already on the eShop. So if you like those games, yay! Overall, I didn't really feel anything for the show. I was really disappointed. I wanted a, a Yoshi's Woolly World 2. I didn't get that. What you said? I thought that would have been great. But yeah. Over, overall, for me, it was like a 5. Including like the whole Smash Brothers uh, tournament. A 5. I expected more. Yeah, I... I 
Metro I, Prime, at least Metro Prime, Prime Trilogy. We can get that. Yeah, yeah, that baffled a lot of people. Um, for me, I, I'd give it like a four out of ten, just because you know, not too much for me personally to get excited for. I'm sure other people enjoyed it, but yeah, for me, not too much that you know that I was interested in. So I'd give it a solid four. Um, but I know yeah, it's coming to. I know Yoshi is coming, but they delayed it. It's, I know it's coming. Yeah, the thing is with Nintendo, they'll probably have like another direct in like a month or two anyway. So there's probably a lot more to come that we just don't know yet. Um, yeah, they, I get the impression they're not as fussed about E3 as everyone else is. So like they save some of their announcements for you know other directs throughout the year and stuff. And there's the Tokyo Game Show. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot more major. Uh, Nintendo news to come. It's just that you know they don't want to. They didn't want to give it away at E3, I guess. So, yeah. Should have gave something. Anything. Yeah, yeah, they should have. But hey, it's Nintendo. Um, they they do what they want. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, that was E3. That was you know all the press conferences. Obviously, the convention is happening right now. Um, yep. And that's going on till tomorrow. Um, and, you know, Richard's been playing a lot of stuff. He's been texting me. Um, so we, we there's a lot of good previews and stuff to look forward to on the site. We already have a Tomb Raider preview that you can check out from, uh, you know, Chelsea, Chelsea Tahan, who's who's helping us with E3 this year. She's, you know, she published a Tomb Raider preview. So go check that out and everything. And in my interview, I interviewed the, the development team for Tomb Raider. Yeah, definitely check that out as well. Um, the interview and everything. Um, and yeah, um, from our perspective, you know, E3, it, it was cool. Um, for me personally, I don't feel like this one was as big as previous years in terms of the caliber of announcements. Um, obviously, 2015 was probably one of the biggest, you know, years in terms of megatons because we, we got Final Fantasy Remake and Shenmue and... Um, uh, Last Guardian, you know, like back to back to back and stuff. So that was a big year in terms of megatons. Um, and uh, 2016 and 17, they were, you know, they were okay as well in terms of announcements. Last year, we got Beyond Good and Evil was one of the, the biggest surprises and stuff. Um, but this year, I feel like there wasn't any major surprises, you know, that kind of could be Battle considered a, a megaton. Yeah, Battletoads. You know, it's something, you know. Um, <laughs> but I think Microsoft's biggest thing wasn't even a game. It was the fact that they bought those studios. And we're, we're excited for the wrong reason because it's like we're, we're only excited because there's been no games on Xbox. So that's why that, that's why that announcement was a big deal. Like, so that's based on a fault of their own, you know. Um, but in terms of just surprises and shockers, that you know have us excited there wasn't really anything major so a lot of it was expected and a lot of it already leaked out you know so i think a lot of companies played it safe this year um so comparing it to other years i think this was just average you know so. i will say for one thing the shocking moment 
happened completely off stage. Those who don't know, when David Anoffsi said that um, The Last of Us Part Two looked fake, and like all of Twitter lost their mind. Wait, what? He said it looks fake. Yes, he went and he said that the the um the trailer that they showed during their conference, he said it looked fake. The gameplay, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's so beautiful!" And he's like, "Yeah, of course, it's fake." And everyone completely lost his mind. Lost, lost their mind. Remember, he's the guy. He he works for um the studio that's responsible for his Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Oh, right. That showed up during the Square Enix conference, and everyone just lost their mind and started attacking him and the game. So, yeah, that was like the most exciting part about E3. And it wasn't even on the stage. Did he at least give an explanation for that? Like why he thinks it's fake? Oh, this is his excuse, ready? He says, oh, it was bad, you know, bad translation. I don't understand English, but he used fake, spelled it correctly. And he used it in a sentence that would be, you know, correct. He used everything correctly, but he was like, oh, it's bad translation. I'm sorry, just only speak French. I don't know what I'm talking about. Fake must mean something else in another language. But if he was to do the Google translator for fake and, and, you know, put it in English and how do you translate it into French, it's the same thing. So that worked out lovely. That's interesting. interesting. Yeah, animations was fake. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. And it was like, it was crazy. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. I can see how that would be the most exciting thing because, you know, it was just average. You know, there wasn't anything majorly uh, surprising about E3 this year. We, we expected everything and cool, we're getting it, you know, and we got a lot of clarity in terms of release dates and release windows. So that's good as well. But, um, yeah, that's our summary. Definitely leave in the comments your thoughts on E3 this year and you know, let us know any sp- particular thoughts you have and we'll address them on you know the, the next court podcast, which is going to be on Sunday when everybody's returned. So look out for that because you know, you're going to get to learn a lot more about E3 from the people that were actually there. So I'll be on the lookout for that. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for joining us for this, you know, little uh, wrap up of E3. And we'll see you next time. See you later, Dana. See you later, people.